Blog Talk Radio. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen. This is the voice of the ASWF. You're hearing live on Talk Radio 49 in the ASWF Wrestling Facebook page. This is ASWF Aftermath. And, you know, we called this thing, this episode tonight The Fire Rages On. And, boy, did it this past Saturday night. Uh, the infamous Inc. definitely, definitely ignited a fire and continued to push Ray towards that suicide king moment so to speak or mindset i'm joined ladies and gentlemen as always by our fan uh, cody cody how are you doing this week michael i'm doing all right man i mean the weather's kind of got me got me down but other than that uh i'm doing great i'm still kind of pumped after uh the events of this last saturday at aswf i'm even more pumped that in two weeks we're having a big show. We get to see Ray Ray versus Insane Shane in this MMA rules match. I mean, I'm pumped for that. Absolutely, and you're obviously alluding to the first big pit stop on the journey to Anniversary 20, that being ASWF Heartbreak Live Valiant Arena one week from Saturday. And you're right, the first ever in the state of Arkansas MMA rules match and, you know, we started things out this past Saturday with uh, Infamous Inc. coming to the ring and uh, calling people out. And it, the funny part about it was the Infamous one was there live in the ring. And all of a sudden, here comes KT. Uh, obviously, everybody that listened to Aftermath last week heard the Infamous one talk about how he, you know, should go eat a bucket of chicken and things like that, and out comes KT with a bucket of chicken and hands him a steel chair and turns his back. And uh, as soon as he turns his back, the infamous one looks like he's ready to hit him. Thought better about it, it appeared a little bit. And insane Shane ready to try to hit a home run on KT's back, and out comes uh, somebody that, you know, the suicide king, for lack of a better term, a guy that Ray had been trying to sequester down, deep down inside of his psyche. And, you know, there was nothing else that could be done. He was obviously brought out by Infamous Inc. And what did you think about the opening of the show? And uh, what do you think about this uh, K-Tumor here? Uh, You know, the interesting thing here, I think he's got his work cut out because he's got to be able to reel in 
that suicide king and harness that extra energy and that extra angst and anger and use it for good and use it in a constructive way in this MMA rule style matchup. Well, I mean, that opening segment, I mean, it was something. I mean, it's not every day you see a see a man coming to the ring eating a bucket of chicken. It damn sure ain't every day when you have the same said man while eating chicken hand another man a chair and giving them a free shot. And I'm pretty sure that right at this moment that the infamous one and insane Shane both are kind of regretting the decision of not taking that chair shot when they did. Now, no, would I have supported it? No. But, you know, they got Ray involved. And, I mean, let's just let's just talk about that uh, that uh, later on in the match or later on in a six-man tag team match, we saw Ray Ray superplex Shane on top of four other people in that match. I mean, you know, well, there is definitely that blood there. That absolutely epitomizes what the Suicide King is willing to do here. You know, I mentioned Saturday uh, in commentary, I said, you know, we know that the Suicide King is willing to put his body through absolutely anything to accomplish his mission or his goal. But the thing is, does that make up for the lack of experience in this style of combat that the Suicide King is stepping into February 9th? And, you know, I do. I, I have to pose that question. Now that you've seen that the Suicide King has been brought out by Infamous Inc., Number one, do you think it's a tactical error by Infamous Inc., or do you think it's very smart, sneaky like a fox, so to speak, from the Infamous one? And number two, do you think that it will make an impact in this matchup and possibly lead Ray from going to that place to be able to be victorious in this um, in this MMA rules match? I mean, Michael, as we said earlier, I mean, He's going to have to harness the Suicide King. He's going to have to find a way to control it because MMA rules, I mean, you know, pro wrestling match, I mean, normal match, no weapons. You can get counted out and stuff. MMA rules, almost very similar. Uh, you know, there's there are a few different rules such as, like rabbit punches and such. So, I mean, MMA rules, almost a little more strict than pro wrestling rules uh, as far as the way punches are thrown and uh, certain holds. So, I mean, Ray Ray's going to have to be able to harness the Suicide King because, like, uh, I mean, I guess you would say the Suicide King is an ASWF vigilante almost. And like any vigilante, they have no bounds. Well, that is one thing. Uh, obviously, we've got a couple of fans here chiming in. Brad Yarborough <laughs> says Ray is better than Shane will ever be. And Gary Swift, uh, active in the comment section, says we will see. Obviously, referring to uh, Ray and Shane. Uh, I mean, that is the thing, though. I think that's the key to this. Can big man K. Toomer, can he be able 
to harness this suicide team's power and this extra energy that Ray has. Obviously, once again, he's going to eat a lot of he's going to eat a lot of punches. He's going to take a lot of violence. But can he weather the storm? And Brad obviously says we will see when Ray comes out on top. But that's the thing. Can Ray weather the storm? Or actually, you know, a better question, can Shane weather the storm? Because if I'm calling this right now, I believe that the Suicide King going to come out, and he's going to come out looking for the home run. He's going to come out looking for the knockout, and he's going to be coming in looking to put insane Shane to sleep. And that's just what I'm thinking. Because the longer this thing goes on, the more it's going to favor insane Shane and he's going to, you know, if you're Shane, you've got to eat these shots. You've got to find some way to just survive and keep lasting. Obviously, I believe, um, I haven't seen any formalities or anything, but I believe this thing's scheduled for three rounds, I, I, I want to say. So Shane's going to want to drag this out as long as he can. He's going to want to drag uh, Shane, or, or Shane's going to want to drag Ray into these deep waters. Oh, absolutely, and I mean, as an MMA or as an experienced MMA fighter, you're going to want to tire your opponent down in any way, shape, or form, and so you're going to have to basically have him chase you that whole match, uh, and then you know when they're all uh, to to quote MMA uh, gassed out or tired out, that is when you make your time to shine. Absolutely, and, and you know that is going to be the thing. Is it going to be whose time to shine? Will it be? Will it be Insane Shane, who obviously has the experience edge, or will it be Ray? But you know, uh, definitely, we saw somebody who tried over the past couple of weeks to steal some of uh, Ray Ray's shine that he's had over the past now seventeen years. This past uh, week, absolutely. Uh, actually uh ray celebrating 17 years in the professional wrestling business but that man uh the self-proclaimed mr hall of fame 2k19 a man who shades of chad ocho cinco uh wearing the yellow jacket on the side of the uh sideline there in the nfl has already proclaimed himself a hall of famer uh obviously referring to mr cj jenkins and he took on the greatest gym known to man this past Saturday night. And obviously, Max able to pick up the victory. But CJ wanted me to remind everybody, and I did so Saturday night, and I will right now, just for CJ. He is still undefeated against Hall of Famers. I mean, Michael, in all technicality, he really is, uh, really is, uh, undefeated against all Hall of Famers. And, uh, Michael, I believe I, you may have got a, a text alert on your phone just now from uh, from the uh, from the board of directors. It looks like this MMA-style match, to go back to that, is scheduled for three five-minute rounds. Did you get this same uh, alert on your phone as I did mine? I did absolutely just receive that. I I did see it come across my screen here, and that is, you know, that's major news. Obviously, three five-minute rounds. Uh, Ray obviously going to need to, like I said, uh, K-Tumor going to have to be able to allow Ray to conserve some of that energy should they get into the third. 
second and third round, you're talking about 15 minutes of combat. This isn't something that Ray is used to. This is a completely different arena, having to fight off all the submissions, uh, the different types of strikes and stuff for 15 minutes is going to wear you down. But the thing is, you know, Ray's going to come out and I, I think he's going to go looking for the knockout in the first round. He's going to come headhunt. I mean, I, I, Michael, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, we we know Ray can strike. I mean, you hear the sounds of his chops. So, I mean, if, if he gets that, uh, you know, if he's getting that, uh, you know, if he has those kinds of chops or strike abilities from his chops, I mean, you know, I can imagine what a what a one-two punch would be like from him. I mean, he is going to go for the knockout in the early round. But the thing is, you got to think, if he channels Suicide King, does he want his opponent to suffer and try to make him tap out? Or does he want his or does he want to get his opponent done and done and over with? I mean, the thing is, it only depends on how well he can keep the Suicide King, I guess you would say, tamed almost. And one of the things that that uh, KT's got got to work with him on, I believe, is how to not let his emotions get the best of him. And you're absolutely right about that. And I want to address something. Brady Arbarth asked me if I'm calling Ray old. No, it's got nothing to do with me calling Ray old. I believe the experience edge will rear its head in the second and third rounds, where Shane wants to weather that storm and use his excellent cardio. And his experience edge will be able to prevail more in that second and third round. Whereas I believe Ray's going to come in like a bundle of energy and he's he, he could tire. Um, absolutely. I mean, this, this is definitely, like I said, it's going to be a first that I know of in ASWF and that I've seen in the state of Arkansas. And I mean, it is, it's going to be one that a can't miss, uh, match for sure. Uh, just like, I mean, any week at ASWF, you don't need to miss. It's always going to be something good going on at that show. Uh, and this match is going to be a testament to – it's going to kind of test professional wrestlers in a sense. It's going to show that, you know, it's going. this may be a, a new match type that serves as a proving ground later on. I mean, you never know. And you're absolutely right about that. You don't want to miss any show, especially not between now and April with the anniversary show coming up. Uh, I'm like, you know, my co-host on Saturday nights, my co-announcer, my broadcast colleague says, he says, you know, on the biggest night in re or on the biggest wrestling weekend of the year, we're going to see ASWF celebrate uh, 20 years. Uh, Aaron comments on the in the comment section says Shane is awesome. I'm a big Shane fan, but Shane isn't what Ray has to worry about. And that is true. You know, we're going to talk about him uh, here. We're going to talk with him coming up in the second hour. And that is uh, the infamous Inc. Uh, Inc. CEO, the infamous one, Double J. Coming in, um, coming in, you know, that is a big factor. That is a huge factor, actually, 
And, you know, will that nullify the factor with Tay Toomer sitting out there uh, training rank? I mean, <clears throat> I mean, like I said, I kind of agree with the experience factor. We have to uh, – of insane Shane, uh, what Ray does have to worry about is kind of the same thing anybody lately has been that steps into the ring with Shane has had to worry about. It's not what Shane can do in the ring because that's devastating in itself is trying to stay focused on insane Shane and not his advocate in the bat or in the, uh, on the outside of the ring. I mean, we have seen the his advocate, you know, help him many times. And, I mean, we have to understand, though, that in this MMA fight, excuse me, just as Shane has an advocate in his corner, Ray also has an advocate in his corner in Big KT. And this guy, I mean, if he's training Ray in MMA, He's nobody to to mess with, that's for sure. Absolutely, and I do want to address something. Uh, Jamie, Mr. Heinzman here in the comments section, he says, I promise you the Titans of Violence will be the ASWF Tag Team Champions heading into the anniversary show. And I mentioned that comment specifically because of what we saw also this past Saturday. We saw two different triple threat matches. Obviously, the Nocturnal Flame Leo Keegan Daniel Vinson and El Ray were in the first one, and El Ray came out victorious in his matchup over the Nocturnal Flame and Daniel Vinson. Uh, let's go ahead and focus on this first matchup we saw. What, what did you see in that matchup? You know, it really surprised me, Leo Keegan losing this matchup as well as Daniel Vinson. And how much of a mental edge does that give El Ray? heading into in the Aztec Warrior heading into their tag team title match here in the future with not only the Vincents but possibly in the future with the Titans of Violence now. Well, I mean, Michael, it definitely is a confidence booster. Let, let's talk about it right quick. Ever since El Rey and the Psychotic Savior Cataclysm have won the tag team championships, they've been kind of off to a rocky start, if I say so myself. Uh, so this, even if it was a singles victory, I mean, it's still a good confidence booster for the team in that sense, you know? Uh, so, I mean, that's that confidence they need if they want to remain tag team champions. And you are right about that. You know, I, obviously the Aztec warrior hasn't, uh, you know, been too happy. He's run into a stretch of bad luck. Since winning the tag team titles, obviously running into his legal issues a couple weeks ago. And, uh, you know, it seemed like he righted the ship this past Saturday night and picking up the victory in that triple threat. Uh, you know, Taco Hell could be one of, could be tag team champions for a long time. But the Titans of Violence, you heard it earlier, Heinzman commenting in the, sec in the comments section here says, hey, I'm going to, uh, you know, we're going to be the champions. It has not staggered their, uh, it hasn't staggered their confidence. Well, I mean, 
Michael, if I am being honest here, man, I mean, when you're two colossal giants like the Titans of Violence, I really doubt there's anything you need to worry about. Uh, being opposed to them, that's when you got to worry. Uh, the Vincent brothers, they're they're tall, but in their sense, they are also a lot smaller than the Titans of Violence. Uh, but let's talk about who who else we have. We have the Aztec warrior El Rey, and we have the psychotic savior Cataclysm. And you know, for those of you that are new to ASWF, Cataclysm itself is a former ASWF champion. And, I mean, he's dominant, nothing short of that. And your pain is his pleasure. And you're right about that. You know, it was just about this time, one year ago, that uh, the Psychotic Savior captured the ASWF championship. And, uh, you know, uh, that's the thing with the Cataclysm. I remember this from when he was the ASWF champion. He's, you know... It's not about the title or the trophies, as the Manai calls them. It's about just being dominant, and that is what the uh, the Manai is all about: is dominating the ASWF. And you know, it, it's been kind of a rough streak for him here recently, and we'll get into that for him here in a minute. But with that being said, you know, the the Vincents obviously already earned their shot at the ASWF tag team titles. What will it take, do you believe, for the Titans of Violence to get a uh, to to move into that number one contender shot and get a chance at the winner of this upcoming match between the Vincents and Taco Hell? Well, I mean, with the Titans, you never know, Michael. I mean, all we know, what what if the Titans end up wrestling Taco Hell and getting a victory over them in a non-title match? I mean. The Vincents pulled one out and got the W. Not going to lie. So, I mean, you know, I mean, the way I see it, if you beat any champion in a non-title match, that kind of raises your stakes just a little bit. And you are right about that. You know, the stakes getting raised. And I've been in the meetings this past week with uh, the ASWF Board of Directors when they have been talking about this and, you know, it has kind of been a headache because now they are asking, uh, you know, if the Titans of violence do deserve a tag team title match because they were victorious over taco hell in a non-title match. A lot of people are starting to ask, you know, all these questions about could, you know, should they add them to the match? Should they get their own tag team title match? It's just a question and we actually have a caller here wanting to talk with us about the uh, about the actions going on down in the Valiant Arena. So we're going to go ahead and bring him on here live. Caller, are you with us? Yes, can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. What would you like to talk about? Uh, it's cor- uh, this is, yeah, this is this cornbread. Um, oh, cornbread. Like cornbread. Is, um, yes, it is. Uh, uh, the, the sidekick of my Carnahan. <laughs> Cornbread but, uh, what, but I, how, how do you feel about this tag team title situation Well In, in my honest opinion um, I, I, think I, I think I have to classify With two 
with two C words, controversial and competitive. Controversial, one, because you have one-third of the Manai, and you have El Rey as the tag team champions. Competitive, now it's become almost like wide open ball game based on what happened on Saturday, excuse me, last week. It's become wide open big time. I would completely agree with that. You know, the the tag team title ranks have been thrown wide open based upon what happened in these two triple threat matches. And, you know, Heinzman says the title should just be handed to us. I think, Cody, you can concur as well as you, Cornbread. No, the, the board of directors isn't handing anybody ASWF tag team titles. They're going to have to step into the ring and earn them. But, you know, in any match that the Titans of Violence walk into, Cody, I'm going to ask, pose this one to you, is they've got to be the favorite. They've got to be the favorite heading into any match that they have, whether it's for the titles or not. Oh, absolutely. I mean, they are they're colossal. I mean, what are we talking about, dude? They're, I mean, their size alone is intimidating. But, I mean, let's talk about the, uh, the technical ability of Heinzman, or better yet, Let's talk about the incredible speed of Leo Keegan. I mean, that's one thing that I will give to Leo Keegan is he is a big man, but he is fast like lightning. And if you don't, if the moment you have your back turned, you could be eating a spear. Absolutely. That spear can come out of anywhere and it's deadly whenever it strikes. And Cornbread, I'm sure you can, uh, you can speak to this. I mean, if the Vincents step in there, you know, most people think when there's a size advantage, you've got to use your speed. That doesn't necessarily play true with the Titans of violence, especially with somebody like Keegan, who's got the athleticism he does. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll speak to that very quickly because uh, what, one thing, one thing about Keegan is he, of course he got speed. Of course he has, um, the power, but I would I will also add this to it as well. He's got the killer instinct. He's really got the mean streak that it takes to be a champion. Now I will I will speak to the Benson brothers on this one. You cannot go to sleep on the Benson brothers, and I'm gonna tell you why. You can talk about the beatings that that, that they've taken the last literally almost like right at six months. You can literally talk about the beatings they've taken almost to the point of a year, um, even goes back to last year um, when they came within, you know, a hair's breadth of taking the tag team titles. But one thing you better not sleep on is the Benson brothers because, like, one of them showed this past Saturday, and I think it was Justin. Like, Justin showed this past Saturday, anything can happen. And if you sleep on the Benson brothers, um you might want to call Vegas on this one because Vegas could go home with the Benson brothers being the tag team champions. And that is a fact, you know, but I will say this much, you know, the board of directors in their meetings, they've been very conflicted on the Vincent brothers. The reason for that being uh, a lot of, a lot of the board has said, a lot of the board has said, you know, the Vincent brothers, they've had so many opportunities and yes, they've been so close, but you know, then you, have the Titans of violence, then you have the Titans of Violence who have been nothing short of dominant. I mean, I, 
I'm all for the Vincent brothers getting another shot at the tag team titles, but you know, a lot of could this be their last shot? And 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 and, and I'll and I'll answer that question <laughs> if y'all mind me stepping in here. Go for it. Um, for the Vincents, I think they have to have that little. They got to have a little killer instinct as well. They got to know when to pull the trigger, and. I would say if they don't pull the trigger, I'd say it will be a long, long time before we even see them inside the tag team, inside anything as far as the tag team title picture is concerned. Because there are a whole lot of other teams that are are literally inside of ASWF, and they're going to be making their way to ASWF, and they all are gunning for the goal. That is true. Cody, how do you feel about that? Do you think this may be the last opportunity the Vincents have to possibly capture tag team gold? Michael, I mean, I've got to agree with Cornbread on it. It possibly could. The thing is, is you can always fight back, fight your way back up the mountain. But the thing is, is they've had opportunity after opportunity. And I mean, if there's any oppor- time to seize an opportunity, it is now. I mean, I agree. I agree. And this is uh, this is my personal opinion. I'm not taking anything away from the gentleman. Uh, it's they've, like I said, this is the time. You know, they've kind, they've, they've got, they've had enough experience in the last six months, uh, right. and against. And working against the titans of violence or wrestling them, man, uh, you know, I mean, they they pretty much should know the titans like the back of their hand. Um, I mean, I can't say so much for Taco Hell, but it's the fact that I mean, come right. on, guys, you guys are gonna have to, you know, y'all. Found, figured out some way to pinpoint their weaknesses a couple times, but you know you're gonna have to just find another weakness and expose it, get it down there, and get them get them where you need to get them to capture the gold. But here's the thing: should they capture the gold, me and Michael say it every week almost. Getting to mm-hmm. the top of the mountains one battle, but staying atop That's that right. mountain. That's a whole mount. That's a whole different battle in itself because at the top of the mountain, you've got enemies coming at you from all sides. Where when you're climbing up the mountain, you're only focused on your one track to get there. Absolutely, I, I, I agree. And if I have to, if I if, if if I would sum it up by saying this, if you don't mind, um, go for it. If I if I honestly have to classify one weakness. That could keep the Titans of Violence away from those tag team titles. I will say, and 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 this this is this is with all due respect. Husband's gotta gotta have gotta watch his composure. I mean he I mean he I mean he's got he's got all the talent in the world, and we can all agree with that. But I think sometimes, at least you know if if you're over tempered in in an untemperable situation as far as going for the tag team titles are concerned, if if I'm anybody or any opposition towards the Titans of Violence, I would go after that. Because of 
if what because I've I've seen it over the years. If if individuals get over, like I say, you know, over tempered, they will lose their composure, and when they lose their composure, they literally lose the whole match. And you don't want to lose your composure, especially with the 20th anniversary coming up. And with February night right around the corner, everybody's now jockeying for position. And if I'm the Times of Violence, I better keep my head on straight. If I'm the Vincent Brothers, I better rack up wins like never before. Shockers like never before. Saturday was the start. They need to start running up. And if I'm the champions, the champions really need to get their heads together because now you've got enemies from all sides, and they all want that one goal, and that's the ASWF tag team titles. Uh, man, Cornbread, I, I couldn't agree with you anymore. I would say that for anybody. Uh, you know, right. but the thing is, is as you as it's been noticeable in and some of the Titans matches that when Heinzman gets frustrated, he makes mistakes because he's more worried about trying to get his opponent and take him out as opposed to not focusing on, hey, you're wrestling a tag team match, my good man, and when you're wrestling well, a tag team match, you've got two men to look out for and you forget about that really quick and like I said uh, in order to be champion I mean you've got to keep your head on straight but you also got to have eyes in every in every direction on your head not just the back of your head you're going to need them on the left side and the right side because there ain't enough peripheral vision in the world can protect you from an all front uh I guess you would say an all-front war, so to speak. That's right. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, gentlemen, another man that is looking to carve his niche on the uh, journey to the anniversary show, uh, Anniversary 20, is the current ASWF champion, the unhinged Will Cage. And this past Saturday night, he kind of had that journey derailed a little bit thanks to the main event, Curtis Don, is he lost to Sleazy. And, you know, with main event Curtis Don's distraction and stealing the title aside, I've got to admit, I was very, very pleased and very impressed with the way Sleazy uh, was able to hang in there. You know, obviously picked up a victory over Cataclysm earlier on, uh, earlier, late, excuse me, late last year. Now he's able to pick up a victory over Will Cage. I mean, he's beaten two-thirds of the Manai. How impressive is that, I, especially in the early going of his career? Uh, Michael, well, it, I would say it. Go for it. Oh, go ahead, Cornbread. No, 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 go for it, go for it. No, no, Cornbread, I insist. You are a guest on the show. You go ahead. <laughs> no, I, I was going to say um, – Wow, sleazy. Very opportunistic. And, and if I were to and if I were to answer your question, um, I will answer it with this. Those were two monumental upsets, in my opinion. Because one, I mean, I mean, we all have to realize that sleazy is the protege of one deadly gal. And if you're really going to get inside the head of the maniac. 
you have to go almost like the head of the snake here. And in this case, it started, it started with a shocking win over cataclysm. And then it progressed to last week when by the line he pinned the champion, Will Cage. And granted, and granted, even though there was a little bit of the of quote unquote distraction courtesy of the main event Curtis Dawn, but you also have to realize that there's a long jab at the top when it comes to a heavyweight title. And when Cage won the championship in that three way, he literally became when he made the came top of the mountain, but he has to realize it ain't just Dawn that's after him. He's got a lot of people that you don't see coming out of nowhere. And to me, Sleazy coming out of nowhere and pinning the champion Saturday opens the door wide up to the heavyweight title. I mean, Cornbread, I agree with you on that statement. And another thing we've got to factor in, as I alluded to earlier, Cataclysm is a former world champion himself. Absolutely. I mean, I mean so Sleazy kind of has the uh, – he kind of has the edge there, and uh, I mean, yes, it was an upset victory. I was impressed that Sleazy was able to to hold his own in this match as well as he did. I mean, they fought all over that ring and ringside. I mean, it was a fight. Oh, absolutely. But, I mean, it was a, that was a situation, Cody, and I don't mean to interrupt you, but that was a situation like we've not seen. Uh, the unhinged Will Cage in before, you know. We've never seen him have to go up against a brawler like himself. Basically, he was a mirror image of himself in certain aspects this past Saturday. You know, usually he's fighting, uh, wrestling a guy that's faster or stronger. And, uh, you know, he was literally, in my opinion, wrestling a mirror image of himself, Cody. Exactly, Michael, and I mean, the thing is, is, I mean, they say no one knows you better than you know yourself, and I mean, the thing was, is is I think this match, Will Cage had his work cut out for him, um, Sleazy has been making waves uh, all over our, the Arkansas Independent Wrestling um, circuit right now, and I mean... I'm not going to take anything away from the guy or Will Cage. I mean, it was a very, very impressive match, a very impressive showing by both men. Uh, and the thing is, is, yeah, it was the distraction from Curtis Dawn. But, I mean, even those distractions cost a little frustration. And, I mean, and again, as you said, Cornbread, it cost you. And, 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 and I'll add to that statement because – one thing we've always said about this business is the F word, and that's focus. And here's another X factor that I am going to bring up, because I did bring up the whole situation with Deadly Dell. Deadly Dell was not present at ringside when Sleazy E got that win over Will Cage. Even though he may have been present at ringside when he got the win over Cataclysm, he was not present at ringside when he got the win over Will Cage. Now, do you think, and I'm going to pose a question to you two gentlemen, do you think that possibly, and I'm um, just talking realistically here, that Sleazy can literally sneak in that back door and take that title? I, 
I mean, I mean, it's 2019. Anything is possible. I believe Sleazy has a little bit more work to do before the board of directors. I know this week uh, he was ranked at number 10 in the rankings for the ASWS title. I believe he has a little yes, bit more work to do. Mm. But, uh, but you know, it's definitely possible. Anytime you sneak into the top 10 rankings of the ASWF title hunt, you're you're looking at a possible title shot down the line. Yeah, I agree with you, Cody. Uh, I mean, I Cody, agree. I I agree. I mean, here's the deal. <clears throat> He's in the top ten rankings. I mean, you know, the only way to go is up. I mean, he can only go up from there. Um, I mean, I mean, here's the deal. Well, I'll, I'll do. I'll throw it around like it was in a movie business or the video game industry or or, or whatever. Music. Some of the sleeper hits or the people you sleep on, they end up being some of the best, most fierce competitors. I agree with that statement. So, I agree. I mean. I- so I mean, they, they would. That's somebody. Sleazy's one of those you gotta watch out for. Absolutely, I believe here in the future, Sleazy is definitely gonna be a contender and a top contender. But here's the thing: we haven't. Uh, here's the thing: we haven't been able to, you know, talk about yet is the fact of how much did Curtis Don play a role in Sleazy picking up the victory this past Saturday night? You know. Curtis obviously came out, stole the ASWF championship, just completely disrespecting the ASWF championship, stole it. He did. I, he did. I mean, I, uh, let's talk about Curtis Don for a minute. Just disgusting the way he acted this past Saturday in the conclusion of this matchup. I mean, well, well, well go ahead, go ahead. I mean, let's. I mean, in the conclusion of the matchup, it wasn't even. It wasn't even, you know, the him stealing the title, but it was the insult to injury afterwards. I mean, he. Uh, I mean, he picked Will Cage up, hit him with what what is known as the Alabama Slammer, and I mean, I think they've been calling that uh, here lately. I've been. I think they've been calling that the curtain dropper. I mean, by the way, he's dropping that main event curtain. I mean, I'm not sure if they've got a name for it yet, but I mean, uh, you know, I've heard some fans say Man, Alabama Slamma, we're in Arkansas. I mean, so true. I, mean, true. I don't know what it is that uh, that they're calling it, but either way, it did a number on Will Cage. Well, I'll tell you one thing, Curtis Don. The way he feels about that Alabama Slamma is it's just dominant, and that's exactly what he would tell you. What, you know, you walk up to him and say, "Hey, Curtis, what do you call that?" He just calls it dominant, and then he'll walk off. But uh, Cornbread, I mean, you want to talk about message sent and message received and mind games? You know, getting the mental edge over the champ. But that may not be the mind you want to play with. Uh, in the mind of the unhinged Will Cage. 
Yeah, yeah, and I'm gonna speak to that for just a moment because um, all of it started back like late November, early December. Between this whole issue, because it all concerned the ASWF championship, and when it, and then when it came down to back in December when the match was made, and it, it ended up highlighting the program. It, it came down to Curtis Dawn and it came down to Will Cage, because Steve O was the champion at the time, and they went to and they battled literally to a no contest, and that prompted the champion. It's like, hey, it's not going to go down like that. How about the championship would be decided, and I'll call the shot. I'll defend my title against both of you. That's when the rivalry really intensified, and it got really intensified when it came to that three-way for the championship, and eventually Will Cage took the title. But it's become very, very personal. I'd say it's beyond, almost beyond the point of ASWF at this point, but it's become very, very, very personal between Will Cage and um, Curtis Dawes. And I say I don't think ASWF could be, you know, big enough to even hold those two, especially with that robbery continuing. Because also keep in mind, when it comes to the Manai, we need, we do need to point this out: the Manai holds two of the three titles in ASWF. The heavyweight do. And, and, and the tag team titles. What what happened to the tag team titles? And, and of course, that leaves Ace Morta out because she's chasing Excalibur to regain the Evolution Championship. Well, but you got Corm, uh, one. The other thing we've got to factor in with this whole Will Cage and Curtis Dawn feud is, I believe it was for that exact. Uh, uh, that exact golden ticket that El Rey had cashed in uh, match yeah, that we've seen yeah, Will Cage actually uh, we actually seen where uh, Will Cage had actually had helped eliminate the main event Curtis Dawn and That's I mean right. I think the rivalry began right around that time and it just still kind of and it still kind of lingered around. Of course, then again, you face one member of the Manai, you face them all, regardless of whether or not they want each other's help. I mean, it's the fact that, hey, you you can say, hey, I don't want your help during the match, but once the match is over right. with, you know, all bets are off. And, I mean, when you have the Mistress of Mayhem and the Psychotic Savior lurking around the corner, ready to inflict pain at any moment. I mean, that is, you've got to watch out for that. Yeah, you got to watch I'm the gonna, back and you got to watch the front. Absolutely. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and step in and say this, you know, Aaron, once again, echoing exactly what we've been saying for the past almost year now since uh, Curtis Don stepped on the scene. You know, the question is, is this the time for the main event to become the main event? I I know Aaron believes it is, and he has been singing his praises since he came on the scene. Do you believe that this is the moment? Will this be the moment that he finally breaks through the glass ceiling and captures the ASWF championship? Uh, yeah, Michael, I... Uh, yeah, 
I mean, the thing is, I mean, you know, to be a main event player, you got to you got to have that one thing that pretty much is a guaranteed main event and that is that ASWF World Championship. I mean, mm-hmm. that title, more pay, more I mean, more glory, more photo shoots, more publicity. Most of all, it puts you at the top of the mountain. And, uh, I mean, to, what is it? They say to be the man, you got to beat the man. So, I mean, right now, if Curtis Dawn wants to be the main event, I believe to solidify that he truly is the main event, he's going to have to step up and beat the unhinged Will Cage. Cornbread? I, I'll say yes to that question. I, I'll say yes uh, at the answer to your question because um, I, I will echo um, everything he, um, he just said. But if, if I'm Curtis Dawn, I better figure out the weakness to Will Cage and go after it. Because, because, because the name of the game, at the end of the day, the name of the game is winning. If you can literally dissect Will Cage's game, which is tough to do. If you can do that, I say I say more than likely he will be champion this year. Oh, absolutely! And as you mentioned, it's going to be hard to dissect Will Cage's game plan because Will Cage is so unorthodox. Yes, he is. I mean, Very he has a style of his own. I mean. When it comes time to throw some ground and pound, I mean, he's there to, ready to throw hands. When it comes time to uh, to uh, for to be technical, Will's also there to do that, and he can do that. And we've even seen Will Cage do a few high-flying moves, such as that, uh, the uh, spinning plancha he does. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing, you know, so, Will Cage I mean, has taken, since becoming the ASWF champion, we we thought we knew who Will Cage was, but he's taken it to another mm. level. And I'll give him credit. But here's the thing that I've kind of also seen since Will Cage has become champion. I'm not so sure mentally he was prepared. And we talked about this Saturday at the announced position, Cornbread, uh, about That's right. how, how it seemed like he was unprepared for the target on his back to be placed there. And now it seems like now he knows it's coming. You know, I remember uh, Saturday sitting there watching him smile and laugh after Curtis Don got right. done. And he was just like, hey, is that the best you got? I mean, I'm still here. And I think that's what snapped in Will Cage's mindset. And actually, even though you guys are both saying that this is the main event Curtis Don's time, I believe that after the attack this past Saturday, I honestly believe that Will Cage is now in that championship mindset he needs to be able to keep that title and make sure that that belt stays in the Manai's camp. I mean, that's true. Um, I can agree to that. But at the same time, you've also, going into this match, you need a certain level of, I mean, you, you. I mean, the guy attacked the man from behind. Anyway, I mean, stole his championship. I mean, 
But the thing is, is in order to actually be a successful champion, you can't crack under pressure. You've got to have that certain mental clarity, so to speak. Absolutely. And you are right about that. You know, you do. You have to have so. that mental clarity. You have to be able to. Uh, you have to be able to uh, keep like Cornbread alluded to earlier. You've got to be able to keep your emotions in check, especially when you're defending the richest prize in professional wrestling in the state of Arkansas, a title that, let's be honest, every single competitor inside of the state of Arkansas wants. I mean, you mentioned it earlier that Sleazy's been making quite a name for himself in professional wrestling inside of the state of Arkansas. But we all know the title he wants and the title that means that you are the man in professional wrestling in the state of Arkansas is the ASWF championship. Well, I mean, look, you don't become a successful independent wrestling company in the last 20 years without doing something right. So there is a, there is really a very prestigious, I guess you would say, uh, meaning behind that championship. And so, I mean, you know, being the ASWF world champion is more than just a title. It's almost a reputation you got to keep. I would agree with that. Uh, Cornbread? Yeah, I'll also agree as well because, you know, I mean, it goes back to the point we made earlier. Um, when, when it comes to when it comes to the ASWF title, it ain't just the locker room after you. Because we've seen this plenty, plenty of times. It ain't the locker room after you. It's the whole state after you. Because you got what the state wants, and that's that ASWF championship. And I also want to speak, you know, you talked earlier, you know, concerning the mental state of um, Will Cage. And I will say this. Mm-hmm. If Will Cage has, has, that, has, his, has his mentalities in check, it's going to be a long night for one for the start. But one little mistake, because that's all they say, it's this mistake to capitalization. That's what the name of the game is. And all it takes is one mistake, but most importantly, all it takes is a, is a three count or a tap out. That's all it takes for the title to change hands or for the champ to retain. Well, and you know, I actually bring up a good point there, and I hadn't thought about that, but, you know, is there really anybody in the ASWF right now that is – that is more equipped to capitalize on just that sudden slip, you know, that sudden slip. Is there anybody more equipped to capitalize on that right now than the unhinged Will Cage? You know, I, I would say, yeah, I would say there isn't. I would say that Will Cage is the guy when you want somebody that's going to find that small little error. I mean, the window could be almost shut. And Will Cage will find that one small error, and he's going to capitalize on it. We've seen it many times. Cody? Well, the one thing about Will Cage is he is very, very cerebral. So, I mean, I mean, he's got razor sharp, and, and I'm just going to say it. That F word to, to be successful in this business, as Cornbread said, focus. 
And so, I mean, I'll give Will K. Jack. He's razor sharp. Uh, you know, I personally, I think the main event, Curtis Dawn, has his number. Because, I mean, last time we've seen Will Cage in this kind of situation being left laying was right before he joined the Mania when he was feuding with Cataclysm. I Uh, I would agree with that. And, you know, you mentioned focus. It seemed like um, it seemed like the main event kind of lost his focus in his match this past Saturday with Grayson Beckett uh, when he, you know, when Will Cage came out. It, it, once again, both men kind of caused each other to lose their focus in their contest this past Saturday. Well, Michael, that was one of those things it seems as two could play that game. I mean, you know, uh, wrestling really is an eye for an eye business. So... I mean, I, what I would do you agree, think? you know, Cornbread, <laughs> I, I mean, I would agree. Both men losing their focus, and, you know, it was almost tip for tat in that account. Absolutely, and um, and, and you know, I, I think we all, all three of us hit the nail on the head focus, but we also have to hit the head on this point. When that title match goes down, keep in mind that it's chance advantage. And pretty much, if there's champs advantage, that means Curtis Dawn has to beat Will Cage. Will Cage, all he has to do is outlast. And if he can outlast, if he can outlast and keep Curtis Dawn away from that three count or away from that submission, and no times on his side, no. And I agree. I agree with Tony Schiavone with when it comes when it comes to championship quotes. This is the one championship quote I absolutely agree with Tony Schiavone with, and that's this. You have to beat him. He does not have to beat you. And in this case, if Curtis does, in order for him to get the title, he's got to be focused. He has to beat Will Cage. Absolutely. I, I mean, that that's the thing. You know, for those of you uh, who are fans of the pro wrestling business, you know it. And, I mean, some of you younger fans out there, if you don't understand what the champion's advantage is, I mean, let's let's go in-depth to discuss it. You're a champion. You're a regular wrestling match. You can get disqualified by using a weapon, uh, using illegal holds, a uh, five-count on a rope break or a ten-count on the outside of the ring. Uh, I mean, that is the... Uh, that is definitely the champion's advantage. And, I mean, this is what I say the champion's advantage. The champion, they can they can get themselves disqualified and know they're, com- they're, comp- they're the guy competing against them, you know, uh, wins the match, technically. What? The champion is still the champion because unless there's a certain rule made, you know, they call it the champion's right. advantage for that reason. The champion can lose and still be champion. And, I mean, we've seen it happen. Some guys use it to their advantage. Some guys, they lose their cool in a match and just beat the the holy hell out of their opponent. And, I right. mean, you know, they don't call it a champion's advantage for a reason. 
So, I mean, unless there's some ruling saying the championship advantage is gone, I mean, we got to we gotta look at it that way, you know? Uh, so, for those of you listening, that was a little bit in-depth uh, on what it means when we say that somebody has the champion's advantage. And, and also, and I'll speak to that point, because also, the only time that champion does not have advantage would be other than the reversal of rules here would be if this because uh, and a lot of people don't realize this but they're as and I actually spoke to a friend of mine and actually you know did hard nosed research on this and Ring of Honor was the last company that actually did this and it was and it was sudden death and the only time the champs advantage is really really taken away is if one if it's a one-on-one contest, the rules are a little bit bent, and the champion has to win. Two, if the champion is in a regular triple threat match where it's one fall to a finish, there are three different there are three different triple threat matches. One is just a regular traditional triple threat, where bottom line you don't have to beat the champion to be the champion. Two. There is the elimination rule. Now, champion can get on his bicycle and kind of play around a little bit just on that, just because the name of the game is be the last man standing if it's elimination rules. But also, the champion could have an advantage here in a triple threat match only if it's a sudden death triple threat. Because in a sudden death triple threat, if the third man, like, say, for example, if you have Curtis Zorn, if you have Sleazy, and you have Will Cage all competing for the ASWF championship, if it's under triple threat rules, you don't have to pin the champion to be the champion. If it's elimination rules to elimination, which means eventually you have to pin the champion in order to win. And sudden death, meaning it's one fall to finish, but you have to pin the champion, not the other man. So, I mean, those those are my only ones I can think of as far as taking the championship advantage away from the champion. But as far as I'm concerned, no, I think we all covered it. And I'm gonna throw this back at you, Mike, and, and see what and, and Cody, and see what you guys think. Do you think? I mean, in a regular rules match, do you think in a regular rules match that Will Cage could keep his composure? Or does he need to be brawl style in order for him to retain his championship? Uh, I think I, the, mean, I think that he has to avoid a brawl. If if the right. if Will Cage wants to retain his title, Will Cage wants to make this a brawl. If Curtis Dawn wants to become the champion, he's got to slow it down. He's got to grind it out, and he's got to use brute strength. Like you keep alluding Pretty to, there's a it, lot more chances for... Him, right? To what now? I say it needs to be a power match with uh, Mr. Curtis' daughter, right? Absolutely. For Curtis to win, I believe it has to be a strength contest. And that's the thing. There's a lot more ways for Will Cage to win this thing than there is for Curtis. Cody? Mm. I mean, Michael, I couldn't agree with you any more than that. I mean... 
Well, as we said, Will Cage is going to have to outlast him because the thing is, I mean, speed is a factor. Power is another factor. They they all have their uses, but the thing is, is if if you're behind somebody that is a known powerhouse, if you're on the receiving end of that, I mean, so a simple move such as a body slam that we've seen many people get up from, from taking it from a brute strength guy, I mean, that could be enough to get the one, two, three there. You are absolutely right. Gentlemen, I'm going to ask you guys to hang through the break. When we come back, we're going to be talking about what me and Cornbread called an all-star main event that occurred this past Saturday night in the Valiant Arena with the CEO of Infamous Thinking. He's actually instructed me guys to call this next hour the Infamous Hour as he will be joining us live on the air on the other side of the break. So, gentlemen, we will be right back here with more ASWF Aftermath after this. I don't know what you had in mind, but here we stand on opposing sides. Let's go to war. Let's go to war! Are you looking for the best deals for your vaping needs and accessories? Then check out the guys at Sub Ohm Vapors. With daily specials on a wide selection of mods and juices, they will surely become your one-stop shop. Ray and the guys at Sub Ohm Vapors located at 6929 JFK Boulevard, Suite C in North Little Rock, Arkansas, want to see you. Join them on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, but more importantly, visit the store or call 501-392-6487. Sub Ohm Vapors. Vape it like you built it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. It's the second hour ASWF Aftermath. And like I said before we went to break, uh, 
He wants this to be known as the infamous hour. I've been instructed that this is going to be called the infamous hour. To speak with us about the main event, ladies and gentlemen, the infamous CEO of Infamous Inc. Ladies and gentlemen, the infamous one, Double J. Double J, how are you doing? I'm having a wonderful, 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 wonderful day. Wonderful month it has been for the infamous ink than it ever has been. Interesting. Uh, it certainly has been a month for the for you, infamous one. Uh, you've come face to face with KT, Big K Tumor, multiple times this month, and uh, you came face to face with him again this week. Uh, first off, I, I've got to ask, what was your thoughts when he came out eating the bucket of chicken, and you know he had he he handed you the steel chair and said, "Hey, you got a free shot." What was going through your mind at that moment? Well, this guy that you call Tumor, I guess he he's must be a cancer, and he's trying to latch on to the wrestling business. As we go and look on his Facebook, he wants to talk thuggish and call everybody pimp and see you Saturdays. This 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 guy, I'm not going to cut him down and start him humiliating. We all know he's an idiot. We all know that he's a nothing into the wrestling business. He's not a wrestler. He's a wannabe, wanting to train, wanting to do this and that. He wants to be a part of something that's that's big. And anything that I ever touched or graced a circle or even managed anybody has always took him to the top. Am I right, Michael? That's right. And anything I ever done in professional wrestling is the best thing that's ever, ever happened. And everybody hates me. Everybody wants to hate the infamous one because they know – they all know, these stupid fans know, that I am the most powerful, the most graceful, the most best in the natural state manager in all of Arkansas. There's nobody out there better than the infancy. There's nobody out there. Like, Kay Tumor, I'm going to answer you something. What have you – you still haven't answered this. All you say is pimp senior Saturday. What are you? Are you back at Channel 5 Wrestling? Are you watching Reggie B. Fine's uh, um, Memphis Wrestling tapes? Because I know a lot about wrestling, and I know a lot about history. And the thing is, the history between me and you, you're nothing. And Michael can sit here as an announcer for, what, the last four years, Michael? But there's a guy on the line right now that knows me more than anybody on this podcast and that is cornbread cornbread if you can hear me i know we never seen eye to eye. i know me and you has never seen eye to eye on anything and we're good friends inside and outside the ring acquaintance but give a history lesson at different organizations that you have been around the infamous one tell kt or tk tumor that I'm not the one that you need to become knocking at the door or try to be a bully to. Because unlike everybody don't want to know and want to hear it, Brad William Hicks has fell victim to me. Full Throttle has fell victim to me. Boss has fell victim 
to me. Everybody that has turned their back on infancy has either catered at the door or has absolutely put a knife straight up their back, and they have fell on the sword of the infancy. And I can keep going on. This is on. Cornbread, tell them about infamous one. Well, well, you know, first first off, before I really get into my point, to paraphrase uh, my boy Slava, um, they love you, they hate you, they just can't live without you. And that's and that's to paraphrase my boy uh, Slava. Now, to answer your question, I'm not gonna I'm I'm, I'm not gonna be biased. I'm not gonna be you know impartial, no partial or anything. I'll be impartial, and I'm gonna call it a spade of spade. And what I'm going to call is we've seen it last year. We've seen it multiple places that you've been at. A lot of guys that you have managed and the track record speaks for itself. The guys you have managed all became champions. And the last man that you managed or at least of what I saw and that was back in April of last year when um, Mr. Mark Wolf cashed in that golden ticket and won the title. That is now, correct. I, now, I will say, now, now, I will say this. There will be a war um, that will lead all the way up to the anniversary, or that will lead all the way up to the biggest weekend in wrestling, and that's when uh, ASWF will celebrate 20 years of existence, 12 years at the Valiant Arena, but 20 years overall as a company. It'll all be celebrated on uh, April the 6th. And let's just say we are in crunch time at this point. And it will be, and and I know myself and uh, Mike, um, and along with you, I know we're going to get into the whole situation with the Suicide King and um, Insane Shane and what will be an MMA rules style match. Michael, uh, I do appreciate you, Cornbread. Michael and Cornbread stay on the, on the line. Um, but, see, I, the question I answered to you, Michael, what did I see? I seen a – that's going to be be honest with you. What I seen was a wannabe person that came out of the stands or wherever he came from. The, I think he came from the slap bar. He went back and picked up his bucket of chicken. They try to make a mockery of me. Not just him, his little savior, his little butt buddy, Ray Elvis Ivy, or the Suicide King. Ooh, everybody be scared to be, be, be panicking. That was kind of scary seeing somebody come out and acting crazy as sadistic as he is. But I'm not so convinced of being scared of Ray Ivy. And I'm not never been afraid of, of the guy that came out with a bucket of chicken because I don't know who he is. Never will know who he is. But you know who else make a mockery of me? That should be more more professional than anybody in the ASWF. And that was the commissioner Joey Britt after joining him eating chicken, throwing chicken at me, disrespected me, and my client Insane Shane. And Michael, I think the most disrespectful part about it all is. Is why even bring anything? Why, why is this dude even coming out here? Well, I mean, the guy, the guy's training the Suicide King, a guy who, let's be honest, let's just go ahead and go there as far as the Suicide King goes. 
you asked for it and you received it this past Saturday night. Uh, you saw exactly what you've asked for. And you saw the carnage that can be wreaked based upon the Suicide King. And this is the guy that Ray has tried to suppress. But you brought him out, Double J. You brought out the, you know, and now you've actually made more work for uh, Kay Toomer. But I will say this, you know, is your client prepared to go through the same amount of pain that the Suicide King is willing to go through to be victorious in this MMA rule style matchup? And, and and that's a great question to ask. Super duper crazy question to ask. Because what I'm going to tell you is this is called the infamous time, infamous hour. And we're going to tell you a little story. There's a guy that dresses up and he comes to the ring. Name is Ray Ivey. And if you get him so riled up, you'll bring out the suicide king coming down to the ring. And you want to know if my client's ready? This is what we want. We don't want Ray Elvis, Ivy. We want the suicide king, and we want him at him 100, 200% at his freaking best. I want Ray Ivy. Did he's doing what we, right, I'm just gonna be honest with you. He's doing what we want him to do. It's like playing chess with him, and he's our chess pawn. And I'm telling you, he is doing exactly where we want him to move and doing exactly at the exactly right time. We wanted him to be provoked. We've done that. We've gotten in the head of Ray. We're inside his head right now, and we're not gonna leave. Two, Michael, or excuse me, number three, I could count. Three, we got him so inside his head that he wanted to challenge my client to an MMA fight. Do you know why that happened, Cornbread? Do you know why that happened, Michael? It's because Ray says, it's because Ray says in his head, damn, Shane is so much better wrestling than me. Even though I've been trying it for 16 years, Shane is so better. He's so better in shape than me. You know what I'm jealous of? It's what he says, Ray says. I'm jealous that he's also an MMA fighter. So I'm going to try to go to ground and pound with with an MMA fighter. Ray did it. Ray got on the microphone, Michael, and he went out of his head and out of his mind. And he asked, could he challenge us to a match? And we accepted. And this is what we want. You fall into a trap. And this is all going to be is nothing but him and Shane. I'm going to right down the middle. And I'm telling you, Shane is going to be ready more than you, our fans or you or anybody can ever imagine how funny it is that all this is going to happen February the 9th. But this Saturday, this Saturday night, we're having a show. And it's just before February the 9th. And I'm telling you, this Saturday is just our, our journey to the anniversary show with Michael is looking a whole lot sweeter than anybody in professional wrestling of ASWF. I promise you that. Well, I know, Cody, well, you had something you wanted to mention to the infamous one. Go for it. Uh, I mean, infamous one. Um, I'm following the Facebook comments as well as as uh listening to us live on Aftermath, and we've got a comment from Kay Toomer, 
And to quote verbatim, it says, look here, slap nuts. I've done enough by giving you a free shot with a steel chair and you froze. Place a man in an uncomfortable situation and he'll reveal his true self. And you, homie, well, you've shown us uh, that you're all a, uh, well, I'll change it up a little bit because I need to keep this, like, professional. So we'll just say it's another word for a cat. Uh, he said, but I invite you to come watch me at the ASWF Channing Academy, and we'll make sure to treat you like the Paul Hammond wannabe you are. See you Saturday, pimp. Infamous I one? mean, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, let, let me go, go ahead, Cornbread. Carpet's yours. Go ahead. I know you got something to say, Cornbread. Go ahead. No, no, no. I, I, I was going to let you respond to what was just mentioned. Ooh. Okay. So, I, I'm not going to go down thuggish, ruggish road. I'm not going to. I've got 11 years experience. I don't need to go to an academy to watch trainees train, first of all. Then he, he wants to compare me to a guy. Well, I, I feel privileged. Thank you. At least you know that I'm on the almost underneath because I'm going to put myself underneath Paul Heyman. He is my idol. And the thing Kate uh, Fuller is, I'm about, or about as same as Paul Heyman. I own a corporation while you are sitting at your house or going in your car and going calling people on the phones or you're going up here to this training academy trying to work something that you can't work, son, because I'm telling you, you can't beat me. You could talk all of the crap. You could go, hey, at least I know how to be professional on, on the air and in person because I don't use – I don't need to use cuss words or profanity to keep cheap heat. Maybe I need to teach you that in the academy. Maybe I need to come to the academy and teach you a thing or two about how to use a promo because I think I've taught myself very well over the last couple of years how – the profanity and talking to them stupid fans that y'all talk about down there again not getting the cheap heat don't get me nowhere because my clients are what gets me money and I pay my clients very well and get get personal TK or KB or KB Toy Store whatever you'll call yourself keep your training stay out of my business you, you come wondering around this time I'm going to give you a spoiler I was going to wait to the end of the show but I'm going to give you just a spoiler right now. And it's not never been not threats, it's promises. Let's put it this way, KT. You come down or get even close to me, I have a secret kind of service, people, that's going to take you out very quickly. And also make it also very clear that security may or may not be working for Infamous Inc. Come this Saturday. You dig, my friend? Don't get too close to the president if you feel me, homie. Cornbread? Well, I, I, I tell you, I tell you one thing. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be very very personal come February 9th, especially with the MMA rules application here, whole situation. But uh, here's something I'm a I'm going to throw it to you, Mike, and if Cody's on the line, I'm going to throw it to him, and infamous one, I would love your response to this question. If you have 
to beat insane shame. And and I'm gonna, I'm gonna do I'm also do the same thing for the suicide case. But if the question is, if a suicide case is going to insane shame, ground base, and with submission, does he need to work on the arm or does he need to work on the leg? And I'm throwing this out there openly. This will be the first question. I personally think he's going to need to work any body part he can because it takes more than just your arms and legs to lock in that infamous choke. And, I mean, you you do the studying. It's core strength. I mean, to be able to maintain a steady core, uh, to to focus, you got to think. You attack both the arms and the legs, but you got to weaken the core, too. Uh, so, I mean, the way I see it is if you want to prevent the choke, you're going to need to work on the arm and the legs in an MMA-style fight. But here's the thing. You ain't got to work anything if you go for that quick knockout. But should the Suicide King come out? Should the Suicide King come out? I know for a fact that a knockout ain't going to be good enough for him. Well, I mean, I you guys have seen it. Though. I've seen it. So, I mean, the guy, the guy is, I mean, if I was going to compare him to anybody, he's like the modern day Sabu. I mean, you know, he's going to kill himself before, you know, so he can get a win. And I mean, he's not necessarily going to be able to harness that in an MMA fight too well. Well, yeah, I was gonna say, Mike, I'll put that question to you, and and uh, then I'll throw it at FMC, um Double J, Mike, go ahead. Well, what I was gonna say, I'm gonna completely piggyback off of what you said, Cody. I, I think if you're right now looking at the situation and how adept that insane Shane is at submissions, and you know, obviously, you don't want to play in his game. You don't want to, you know, try to chain submission with him. You don't want to try to do any of that. I believe if you're K Tumor and you're Ray right now in the training gym, you've got to be training for the knockout. You know, you got to give yourself the puncher's chance. Obviously, you're not going to, in my opinion, and we've heard it all before with the Suicide King, you're going to have to kill him before you beat him. You're not going to catch Ray in a uh, in a submission and get him to tap out, I don't believe. I don't believe you're you're going to have to kill him before you beat him. You're going to have to separate him from his consciousness at least, and the ref's going to have to make a judgment call. But, uh, I mean, just to answer your question, Cornbread, I believe that you, you're trying to go for the head. Uh, I, I believe that he's going to have to come out and look for the home run. Uh, I, I pose the same question back to you, Cornbread, though. Uh, well, well, I'm just going to throw the infamous Double J, and then after Double J, then I'll reply. Okay. Double J? Yeah, I'm going to say this. about You're talking about a knockout, and you got to work this, you got to work that. Well, you got something I want to tell you on. This whole time, I, I'm going to say it again, and y'all maybe not paying attention, but we have been working the brain, the mind, the memory, and come February the 9th, 
And all this time, too, we've been working the heart. The heart. That's the core, Cody, Chris, wherever you want to call yourself. I don't care who you are because I don't know you. You're a stupid fan, just like the rest of the ASWF fans. The heart is what you're talking about. And that's what we've been screwing in the whole time and working in the run that suicide king and Ray Elvis Ivy. I'm not even on Facebook Live. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. His stupid sister and his stupid brother and his dumb mama is on Facebook right now. Am I right, Michael? Or they was? Because I asked them to call right now before we end the show, before I give them my final thought on the spoiler of this Saturday night. And to keep that in mind, Corbett, that's right. I said spoiler this Saturday night. I want them to call in and be professional and have the guts to talk to me. I demanded, and Ray got on here for a little while, and he didn't rock Aaron's terms like 12-year-old goes, skedaddled off the Internet. He, uh, that's 347-989-1171, Patricia Ivy, or his sister, or his brother. Pick up the telephone. Quit hiding behind the computer. I'm live on the air. Come ask me any questions. Be professional, because I do have access to hang you up. I'm not going here to take no crap off you or your stupid family because I'm telling you, Ray Ivy, this is not between me and you. This is between my client and the infamous thinking you, and that it's been that personal because your family doesn't support you. They say it on here, but how many wrestling matches have they really been to, Ray? I mean, come on, really. How much has your family supported you at any other shows that you go to? Ain't that right, Michael? Ain't that right, Cornbread? My, your family's got to be is where the heart is, and that's where I've been working at, and my clients have been too, and Ray just don't have it, what it takes. And I hate to put it that way, cut the snake off by his head. That's what I'm doing, but not taking him out from his feet because Ray is jealous, and Ray is so envy of Insight Chain. You too, I don't know why you don't even see that or even bring that up. Why? Cornbread? Well, I would say if I if I'm if I really have to dissect all of it, I say in order for um the suicide came to knock off in Saint Shane, I'll one I'm I'm gonna start with the point that you gentlemen mentioned. I'm gonna start with the hit. Because, no no the old no the old verse you know, where no Know where you know where your mind is, where your heart is, and and vice versa. I'll say if you attack them in the head, or if you literally come in with the proper game plan, I'll start with the head first. But I will, I won't, I won't literally like really, really just go for the knockout right off the bat because your opponent can come out of nowhere and get you with an arm, catch you with a, with an arm lock or any type of arm submission. I would catch him inside the head first, but I would not be so focused on the head. I would kind of work all the other parts of the body and break them down just to get to that head. And I think if I think if that ends up becoming the case, who knows? A knockout or a stoppage for the suicide king could could literally play the monster, could play the ultimate role in him getting a win over insane shame. But 
I'm gonna flip. I'm gonna flip the question here. If and, and I'm throwing this to all three of you, and I'll start with Cody first. If if Saint Shane is going to beat the Suicide Kage MMA style match, uh, what is what does he need to work on? I mean, the one thing, as Double J mentioned, and I know I'm going to catch a lot of flack from it with the other fans, and I mean, they're they're playing it right. They're playing mind games and games with his head and his heart. I mean, when it comes to an MMA-style fight, you know, uh, to quote the sick puppies in the song, you're going down. I wouldn't bet my money on the other guy if you know what I know. Uh, <laughs> you know, it is, uh, you got to think. I mean, we've never seen the Suicide King in an MMA fight. We have seen Shane Bridges in an MMA fight. It's all over YouTube. It's all over Fight TV. I mean, so many different places uh, you know, you, you, Shane Bridges' fights can be seen. The thing is, is it's that experience factor that, that he's got to, you've got to factor in. And I mean, yeah, Shane's going to be the more experienced one. And you see that, uh, that you see, what am I trying to say? You see it in any MMA fight, and that is to gas your opponent out. That way, when they're wore down, you can just beat the tar out of them. I would agree to compound on that. You know, the infamous one, I I hate to give him credit, but I've always said this. The infamous one is one of the most cerebral and most intelligent individuals in this business. He's ruthless, and he's a businessman, but he knows exactly what he's doing. And I believe he is. He's playing this correct. So the way I say it, you know, like we said, that Ray needs to go after the head and go for the quick knockout. If I'm Shane, I stick to my game plan. I go in that head. I use that quick storm against Ray. And if he can weather the storm and catch Shane – or, excuse me, if Shane can catch Ray in a submission, it could be over pretty quick and it could be a quick night. For uh, for Ray, uh, infamous one. Uh, without revealing your game plan, because I know exactly that you will not do that. What are you guys? Uh, what's the focus for this uh, training camp? You talking about? Uh, you want to hear my final thought for the night? Sure. <laughs> Let me clear my throat. The final thought of the infamous hour. Here's the spoiler for this Saturday night. I'm going not. I'm not good at riddles, and I'm not good at, uh, about leading. In, I'm, I'm good. I'm really good about leading into this, not even being the riddler. But I want Ray's family to be there this Saturday night. I want the house to be stacked. I want the house to be packed. Because what I'm bringing to the table this Saturday night is going to be mind-blowing. 
I'm talking about it's going to go all over ASWF fan page. It's going to be talked among y'all three next Thursday or two weeks from now, whenever the next podcast is. This is huge. So this Saturday, spoiler, there's going to be There's going to be Double J. I believe I believe the infamous one dropped out before he could give his spoiler. Uh, I do want to reference uh, Big Man K. Tumor says Double J sounds like the only time he loves himself is when Gary Swift gives him a back rub. Uh, more talk between the two of them. Uh, Good Lord. All right, man. All right. Go ahead. I, 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 I was going to say, would it be okay if I in, in, inject a little quote-unquote analyst here if I were to put my analyst cap on here and dissect this? I was about to say, go ahead and give us your final thought as we wrap things up here, Okay, um, my thoughts on the match, my my deal is if in order, I, I say strike hard, strike first, strike quick. If you get a submission, don't just stick with that one submission. Be all over the board. And, I, and the reason I mention that is because um, the majority of 2018, I had an opportunity so uh, really, really, if I really want to dissect this match, almost like an MMA-style rules deal, I would say it's it's pretty much back to the back to the basics as far as pro wrestling goes. Um, I heard Mike Wilbur say uh, just a couple of days ago um, that um, this martial art or the UFC is um, pro rest, is uh, literally pro wrestling expanded. And I wouldn't call it expanded. I would just say back to the basics. And I had an opportunity to watch some Zack Sabre Jr. tapes. And because he is all submission-based. And that's not to downplay anybody or downplay any, you know, any of our competitors here. But the reason why I get to that point and brought him up is, in order for insane Shane to win, he will literally have to fight on a submission he has to find the tap-out points. All, all bodies, everyone has a tap-out point. Every joint, whether it's the knee joint, whether it's the arm joint, the wrist, there are tap-out points. And I'm going to say the same thing for suicide team. If each one can find the tap-out point and go after that tap-out point, I'll say the better man will win. And... um. I'll say, hey, the better man will win, and I think the better man is going to win uh, the MMA rules match. And uh, I'll, and you know, I'll take all you guys' points, and you guys made excellent points uh, through, throughout this discussion. And you know, I'm taking all those points, and and I will be taking notes, no question about it. And what I would say is to everyone out there listening, if you really want multiple reasons why you should be at the value Tucker Mayor Arkansas this Saturday and next Saturday um 
when we have heartbeat, heartbreak. Or, yeah, probably heartbreak, I believe. Well, there is no better day, time. Yeah. Absolutely. There is no better time than right now to be there. <laughs> to make the reservations, if you need to make the reservations or whatever you have to do to be, make sure you're in Tuckerman, Arkansas. When that, when that whole entire event goes down, please, I advise you, take it from me. It'll be the best money you spent when it comes to an event. At ASWF, they haven't disappointed, and they won't disappoint. And the, the only way you can see this, all of this, is if you come join us live at the Valiant Arena in Tuckerman, Arkansas, on February night, even though we got great action this Saturday, Please join us on February night for Heartbreak. It will be one of the best. It will be one of the best events of the year. ASWF always delivers the bar, and we set the bar. And guess what? Come February 9th, will be no different. We invite you to join us for Heartbreak at the Bayard Arena in Tuckerman. Oh, well. I do want to thank you for coming on it. I want to say I look forward um, to seeing you Saturday. Uh, exactly. I don't think we could have said that any better ourselves, Michael. Uh, cornbread. That was. That was. I mean, to to kind of add on to what you said about showing up, they want to be there February ninth, not just February ninth. Let's go. You don't want to miss February second. You don't want to miss a second Absolutely. of the ASWF wrestling action. You don't want to miss a second at all. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, this is this is big. And then let's talk uh, let's talk about something else. Uh, while we were still on the subject, let's talk about a recent poll that the infamous one had posted on his Facebook. His own poll. This is what's funny. It's his, his own, own poll. poll. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, who's gonna win? I mean, is it gonna be? Insane Shane or the Suicide King, and the last I checked, what was the number? What was the percentage? Ray was at seventy, seventy six percent, something like that. And Shane to twenty four. I mean, if this is an election race won by popular vote. Yeah. I mean, these people don't think that Ray can win. That's that that's telling to me, honestly. I believe that's very telling to me. His own people right. don't. Think that he can win. If the people on the payroll think that the ship's sinking, we may have a problem. I mean, Michael, I mean, you're not wrong there, man. Not at all. Uh, I mean, let's put it this way the Ray may have the slight disadvantage in this match right now, but I mean, Who's to say he's still going to have that disadvantage uh, in matches to come, you know? Uh, Anyway, I mean, you know, ladies and gentlemen, be there at the Valiant Arena this Saturday night as well. It's February 9th for ASWF Heartbreak. I mean, you don't want to miss out on any of this ASWF action. This, this, uh, Because it is... Independent wrestling action, unlike any other independent promotion in the state. It's, uh, I mean, hey, yes, it is. And I mean, you know, here's the deal: if you're not, 
if you're not part of it, I mean, it's going to leave you behind. I mean, it just moves that quick. I mean, the action is that hot and that fast paced that, I mean, it's a blink and you miss it. Uh, I mean, in my personal opinion, it's top notch. Uh, and one other thing I want to add, speaking of ASWF, um, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to go come on record and say this. Uh, have you, my question to y'all I'm going to leave y'all with is, have you ever dreamt of becoming a referee, a manager, a an announcer such as Michael Carnahan and Cornbread? Have you ever right, dreamed of even me? just – no, I mean, maybe. I don't know. No. We'll talk to Joey Britt and see what he thinks. Because, uh, I mean, Cornbread is a one-man wrecking ball there. So, I mean, anyway, but if you've ever dreamt of all these things, look no further. If you've wanted to become a professional wrestler, look no further than the ASWF Training Academy. Uh, you can talk to Sarah – or you can message the ASWF Facebook page for times of training and uh, and when to be there and pricing. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, pro professional wrestling is an industry that has a fan that has brought me so much joy, more than anything in this world. And there are no small parts in this industry. Uh, with Without us fans... You know, it's like there would be no demand for the industry. And, I mean, if you want to live your dream, become a, a manager, a wrestler, even an on-air personality, or even just a security guard, get in touch with the ASWF Wrestling Facebook page to learn how to do all that. Again, there are no small parts in this industry. Everybody has a role to play. So, I mean, I would like to uh, – this is basically like an open call for those who want to live their dream uh, working in professional wrestling in any manner. I encourage you, come out here. Enjoy the show. Come be a part of something special. I mean, watching it as a fan is one thing, but being a part of this show makes it that much more special. Absolutely, absolutely, Cody, and I do. I want to echo what both of these gentlemen said. Uh, this Saturday night, Valiant Arena, you're going to want to be there this Saturday, next Saturday for Heartbreak, and every Saturday between that the ASWF has a show to you're, – you're not going to want to miss a moment. And, I, you know, I'm going to expound upon that. You're not only not going to want to miss a moment, you're not going to want to miss the show. You're going to want to be there at 530. I mean, this, these doors are going to be packed. You're going to want to make sure yep. you get there early so you even have a – you're not going to need it because you're going to be standing up the whole time. But with that being said, I mean, you're not going to want to miss it. With the log jam going on at the top of the ASWF for the title, with the tag team title situation going on like it is, and, of course, the MMA rules-style matchup, obviously who is uh, – going to come out victorious, whether it be Shane or the Suicide King Ray. Um, you're, 
you're just not going to want to miss it. Uh, this is a moment where if you can make it to the Valiant Arena, you are not going to want to miss the show. It's only five dollars to get in, folks. Kids six and under and are I, free. Go ahead. And I mean, here here's the thing. I mean, there's all sorts of good people out there in that ASWF crowd. If you can't make it, get in touch with one of them. I'm pretty sure. I mean, I'm not volunteering anybody, but a lot of these fans, these are fans from all over. They are the friendliest group of people. I mean, I sit out there and I converse with them. Yeah, call an Uber or call Michael Carnahan. He'll come get you any day. Even if you live in Louisiana, he'll make that drive to come get you. Hey, if it means that you get to enjoy the greatest professional wrestling in the Mid-South at the ASWF, I would certainly consider it. Ladies and gentlemen, you're not going to want to miss this Saturday night or any Saturday night between now and the anniversary show. The other thing you're not going to want to do is you're not going to give up and you're not going to want to give it up an opportunity to share your dream. Like Cody mentioned here before uh, we came in or before I started here. Uh, go ahead, chase your dream. Like you said, there's no far too big or too small in the professional wrestling business. Everybody makes the show go round. Make sure if it is your dream that you follow it. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, be there this Saturday night, 7 p.m. Uh, the Suicide Team going to be in the house. The ASWF champion, the Unhinged Will Cage, going to be in the house, as well as a bunch of others. Ladies and gentlemen, for my broadcast colleague, the greatest broadcast colleague in the business, Cornbread, for my, the greatest co-host in the business, Cody, this is the voice of the ASWF, Michael Carnahan, bidding you all a good night, and we'll see you Saturday at the show. Good night, everybody. Good night.